podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Road End Podcast, where each week we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and talk all things Liverpool. Hi everyone, welcome to the Road End Podcast. I'm pleased to say today I'm joined by Miss GB herself, Natasha Jonas. Tasha is a professional boxer who recently unified the IBF, WBC and WBO Super Welterweight World Titles. She's also the first female boxer to represent Team GB in the Olympic Games. First of all, thanks for joining. And second of all, Natasha Jonas, world champion. Will it ever get old? Oh, no. Even when like you, like, you say it and you read it out, I've got to get in from ear to ear because it's, yeah, it's just a little bit of tokenism for all the hard work and it's not just... This year, which like everyone thinks, oh, she's had a good year. This is 17 years in the making, so. I can't even imagine the, the struggles that you've been through, obviously, to get to where you are. Recently, you said that you was about to give up. Was that just the case of you thought you, could, you couldn't get any further or was that just your body telling you what was it? No, I think it was more the, the mental aspect and the business side of the sport. People don't realise in professional boxing, it's an entertainment business and, yeah. and, and that's what exactly what it is. It's a business and sometimes... The sport is secondary to it, so you know, like some that, and that's why we see some of the biggest fights not happening, especially with the males, because because the business won't let it. Um. So yeah, it was you know I had um contractual issues with Matchroom. I had um you know a a a, a, a shock defeat to open off, yeah. and at that time I just thought like, and then I you know I lost a a, a, a draw. Um, to Terry Arthur, which I believe I won, and then you know I came a close a, cl- a close round from Katie Taylor. So it, you just start to think, you know, is it ever going to happen? Mm. And I knew after the open off, after having like some time off to like mentally recover, that I couldn't leave boxing like that. And then you know after the Terry Harper disappointment and. You know, I went for the Katie Taylor and people were saying, oh, she'll stop her in six. She's totally different class to, to Terry. And, and and then, you know, I only lost by a round. So um, I then signified to myself that I, I like forget what everybody else says and thinks. Like, you know, you're world class. So stop trying to prove people who are saying you're not wrong and, and start proving yourself right. Um, and I've done that ever since. Um, so, yeah, I've took, took my opportunities when they've come. And and here we are, twelve months later. Obviously, the mentality is like you said. Everyone forgets about that. You've got to be on it. I will say the one good thing about me um, being a mum. People think, oh, you know, your mum, your mum. It's it's got to be more stressful and to juggle, you know, motherhood and thingy. And it and, and it is. But at the same time, when I was uh, amateur and, and and I didn't have a child, it was all about the result. And you're mm. so focus driven that you know every little result or every bad decision or bad spot, I'd ponder on it and it'd sit on it and it'd eat me up. But then as a mum now, as soon as I leave the gym and walk into the house, I've just got to be mum. She doesn't care if I have a bad spot or, you know, she doesn't care. Well, she does kind of care what medals I bring out whenever coming into school. But like, apart from that, she, she doesn't really care. I've just got to be mum to her. So it allows me that mental switch off. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. No matter what you do, obviously yours is boxing. And in my day job, if I've had a shit day, and I come home, the kids are there. You just have to forget about it, don't you? Because yeah. like mum and dad mode's activated mm-hmm. as soon as you walk through that door. Dropping her off at like eight o'clock to nursery and picking her up at five. 
they were the same struggle my mates who work nine to five have. So, you know, I, I know that I'm not alone in them. So that's just that I think that every working parent goes to. So successful family. Let's start. <laughs> Your brother plays for the under 21s and he's just signed a um, professional contract. And your it's sister. It's my nephew. Everyone always thinks it's my brother, but it's my nephew. Your nephew? Lee Jonas. Yeah, where am I seeing that then? Sorry. So, so Lee Jonas's dad yeah. is, is my cousin, but we say we're brother and sister because we grew up together. Right, so okay. but that's the dad, but he's actually the nephew. That clears it up then. Yeah. And I'm going to go, I hope it's your sister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> your sister plays for Man United. Yeah. It's not a bad group, is it? There's also... Uh, representatives for karate and my little cousin we've got um two nephews that play for blackpool one's on a scholarship already and we've got uh, a little niece that also plays for everton ladies or everton girls so So, just success right through oh hi oh and a bodybuilder a a professional bodybuilder (laughs) you know we like to like to stretch our hands and try all sports so so you played for liverpool girls when you was younger i was just having a little read before what was the reason for the career path change? So obviously, you started off playing football. I, I assume you boxed as well. Why did you go down the boxing route? I didn't box. I had you no intentions box? of boxing. No, no. Wow. So I um I was on a scholarship in America and mm. uh, got injured, and that was basically the end of my football career. Now you're talking. I don't like to admit it, but twenty well eighteen years ago. So it was a, a intercruciate ligament damage. And it just meant, you know, now you're probably out six to eight months and you're back within the year. But, you know, but such a long time ago, um, it just meant, you know, I'd miss a whole season and more. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if I'd, I'd ever play or be able to kick the ball the same way. So um, I, I decided not even to finish the scholarship because I hadn't really gone there to, to do the academic side. I went there to play football and be me a ham and, you know, football, soccer, as they call it, is huge over there. Yeah even all that time ago. So um, when I came home, you know, I'd put on a lot of weight. It was the first time probably in my life that I'd never done exercise for, for more than, you know, a year. Um, I'd lost a whole group of friends because I wasn't involved in football anymore. Um, How old I, are you? I'm 20. I'm 20. 20 and you hadn't boxed? 20 and I hadn't boxed. That is unbelievable, isn't it? I started um, going to my uncle's karate gym. And the woman who used to live over the road, the half used to watch it for him when he wasn't there. He used to see me going in, in and out. And her name was Sylvia Singleton. Um, and she was my first ever coach at the Rotunda. She said, stop training by yourself and come along to this to this boxing club. Um, and after months and months of bugging me, I thought, oh, like, just to shut her up, I'll go. And then when she asked me the next time, I'll say I didn't like it. I'm not going back. Um, and I went. And like I say, that was 17 years ago. I've never looked back since. And I didn't actually... I think I won my first ABAs on my 21st birthday. That's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. It sort of feels like it was just destined to happen then. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't a bad shout. Like, I've, um, yeah, I've done, I've, I've come on. But it just so, it just so happened that every time I thought, right, this is as far as it's going to get in this sport, another opportunity had presented itself. Like, I thought, you know, boxing for the Rotunda was the best it was going to get. And then I win the ABAs and then you start representing England. So then you go to the, you know, the EUs, the Europeans, the world. And I think, right, this is as good as it's going to get. And then 2009, they say, well, actually, you know, we're thinking it might be an Olympic sport. So then Team GB have to make a team, go to the assessment. And then 2010, it's decided that it's going to be an Olympic sport. But I get on Team GB. I have lots of ups and downs there. And then eventually I get selected as the one person, well, as the one of the three 
to go to the only qualifier and a qualified. So some time and everything sort of fell into place there, hasn't it? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So you started off in Rotunda, and as obviously many world champions have, um, I was speaking to Paul Smith recently, and he talks like massive about the gym and it being like a family. So other than it being your first experience, what makes that gym like special and different? I think it's it's just you you know when it's time to have fun and you know when it's time to work. And like Paul said, it like it is a big extended family. Like I walked in there on the first day and didn't know a soul. And if like as a little girl playing football and playing with the lads, you're always standing at the back of the wall and you, you all the lads like choose the good players and then choose the best mates after that. And as the little girl, you're always standing there waiting. And and that's what it felt like the first time I went in. And then, you know, within months of being there I was just I was just one of them I was just one of the lads unfortunately um and yeah I've, like it's just so welcoming and so comforting they've always supported everything that I did when it became apparent that I couldn't just always spar the lads and needed like female competition but international competition they'd always fund me to go so yeah it was it was a great gym to start with and obviously all the talent that was around me I was looking at Stephen Smith Paul Smith Callum Smith, Liam Smith, Bellew, Joe McNally, you know, all these, Joe Selkirk. And I was thinking, they're all on England and GB. And I was thinking, well, they only come from this club. So if I can, if, if, if I can do what they do and do the training that they do and, you know, work as hard as them, then I can be where they go. And, and, and you know, I, I did that. Brilliant. So I've watched you box plenty of times and you've been in with the best. There's no question about that. But you've had a couple of decisions not go your way. And that's like putting it politely, to be honest with you. The Harper defeat, which, well, sorry, the Harper draw felt like a defeat watching it. Because for me, as a boxing fan, it was a load of bollocks. What's your opinion on that? And did you think, is this ever going to happen? Yeah, I think that was one of the, the moments when when you like start to question it. I, the one that like, I tried not to look at the negative. Once they've read the decision, it's never going to change. Yeah. So and it's the same with the amateurs. There's times when I thought I've I've, I've got a bit of being a bit harsh, hard done by, and I remember one of the French coaches saying, like, no matter what the result is, you always got a smile on your face because once it's done, it's done. You you can't. It's very rare that you can change it. Um. So, I I, I tried to just take the positives from it, and one of the positives was everybody thought I would get beat, and I wasn't that level, and that she was too young, too quick, too fast, too sharp, too fit, too this, too that, and I was saying to everyone, you're wrong, and no one would believe me, and I was like, okay, then we'll see, and then, you know, that fight happened, and a lot of people came back, and was like, you know what, girl, you you were right, you were right, we didn't, we didn't expect that performance of you, we didn't think you had that in you, and you proved us all wrong, and, you know, I, I had to just, just take that positive, but it is a kick in the teeth sometimes, especially we'd gone through a um, lockdown yeah, and so you know the schools were off I couldn't bubble with anyone I couldn't normally I, I would, would bubble with me me nan and me mum um, so that we've I've got you know a bit of babysitting for the baby when I have to do the two and three sessions um, but I couldn't because me nan was vulnerable um, and, and and obviously we was coming into the gym so I didn't want any any like you know, transfer it, transferring any any yeah. games either. So it was just me, the baby Joe, and I think it was Callum. Oh, sorry, me, the baby Joe, and Marcus, who was on the same bill, um, or Callum Johnson, one of them. Someone else was in the gym, and we was all just it was just us. And she went through that whole camp with me because there was no school and stuff. And you know, it was the first time she ever she knew Mummy Box, but she didn't know, and she knew Mummy went to gym, but she doesn't know what happened in the gym. 
and she seen that firsthand. She'd count me reps. I was legging her down the track. I would say, Mila, go. Mummy, go. And I'd be running after her. And she was, like, made up. So she had that experience, that camp experience. And then she was, like, saying to me, you know, good luck, Mummy. I want you to bring the belt. And, you know, Aww. sent me a love heart. And and and, and then at, when I came home, uh, me eye was obviously, I had that cut. So it was yeah. big. It fell. It was, like, huge. And she, she just came over and said, Mummy, did you win the belt? And I got it, like, choked in my throat. I was like, I, I didn't win it, but I didn't lose. And then she was like, I had glasses on, sunglasses. She went, can I see your eye? So, like, I moved the sunglasses and she just came over and gave me a kiss on the eye. I was like, I'm just kissing it better for you. And I was like... So it was just hard to take to, to be able to bring it back to there and not be able to say, we done it, babe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, again, when you walk through the door and she comes over and she acts like that, that just makes everything better, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it did. But, like... Like just to just to say, like you know, baby, it is. You know, like this is this is why we I do it because we get these, and you know, this is just a symbol of you know what hard work creates or gives you. Well, what what you said about the Harper fight, I also think. You know, obviously, social media is a nightmare anyway, but I also seen um people what they were saying about you with Taylor, like there was no chance she's the greatest of all time, which no disrespect to Katie Taylor, but she is unbelievable. And she's been there, she's done it. You put yourself across unbelievably well in that fight. And I don't think anyone give you the chance. What do you think? Is it is it gonna happen again? It wasn't the first time I've been in the ring with her. Yeah. Amateurs. I'm hoping it won't be the last. But yeah, you know, it's the same with the Terry Harper thing, like they were saying, oh, you know, this Katie's not Terry, you know, she's well, she's classes above and you know, she'll stop you in six, she'll stop you in four, you won't like it, won't go the distance and all this. And I, I was like, okay, I just said the same thing, okay, we'll see. And again, I think you know, what the, the funny thing about fighting Katie is literally the whole of Ireland hates me for like 24 <laughs> hours. And like the day before and up, up until the last bell, they're all just, they all just hate me. But then after that, they're always like, oh, you know, great performance, you know, we love Tash. <laughs> What's, um, Obviously, you're going to have some time out now, but you're training, keeping yourself taken along. What's the plan for 2023? I imagine you're going to have all sorts of names calling you out. Clarissa Shield being one of them. I don't know what the situation is with that one. But I tend to find all the other fighters, barring probably you and Katie, don't really have much to say about anything, really. You just enjoy it. You just enjoy the ride. Just Whoever gets put in front of you, you box them. Whereas you got names like that who are just calling out everyone left, right and centre. Who's next for you? Who do you want? I don't know. There's obviously the ma- offer from Matchroom came in now. Um, it wasn't as big as they make out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, there's that. There's obviously um, McCaskill, uh, Chantel, the saying, you know, Katie, um, Clarissa. At, at one point, it felt like I had no options and I was trying to force things to like, kind of be in my favour. And it has karma and luck would have it. Now they are in my favour, so I've got a lot of options. Oh, Mary Spencer's another one. Mm. Um, so I've got a lot of options, and that's all I've ever wanted. And, you know, people can have their opinion and, and say whatever they want, but at the end of the day, I'm going to choose, like I have done my whole life, what's best for me and yeah. what's best for my family. So, um, you know, people, fans can have an opinion. That's what, that's what you know, that's what they're there for. They, you know, they pay your wages, they watch the fights and whatever, but ultimately it's me that makes the decision, so. Well, we can't go into it too much because, you know, it's just rude. Financially, who would make sense? The biggest two financially 
and not that I've had an, an offer of favour, but I, I think the biggest two is easily uh, Taylor and uh, Shields, easily. Yeah. Fancy yourself? I always fancy myself. Good I mean, answer. I, and answer. you know what, to be fair, like, I, I still don't think we've seen the best me. I am, like, slightly imp- improving and adding stuff to my game every fight. But like with Katie, like people say, oh, you know, her last fight, you know, she's on the slide, and every time she's fought, fought like I don't want to be disrespectful, but a slightly lesser opponent, she doesn't perform like the way we expect of her because we've got such high expectations of her. But I genuinely just think that she needs a big name to get herself up, and and I'm exactly the same. You know, every time that I've got a big moment, I, I take it. I know you're a red, and I think we had a little chat, and you said you've been to more games the last couple of years. So, how do you find yourself in terms of football now? Do you eat as invested as you ever was? What do you think about the current situation at the club, and what's what's your thoughts on the season so far? It's been emotional the season so far, and that's with the 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 men and the women. Yeah. Um, you know, you got the highs of the, the game against Chelsea, and then the defeat in the derby. So yeah, it's been it's we haven't had the greatest start, but we're still not even we're still not that far off top four. Which yeah. is wild considering. Um, we didn't, we were a few points behind Man City, I think 21 last year at Christmas. So it's not impossible to pull it back. But yeah, I do probably go to more games. Like when I was a little kid, uh, me and my dad had a season ticket, probably up till, till my brother was born and then he took it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like mine and my dad's thing to do. So, um, you know, we used to go to the match all the time. And now, now as an adult, yeah, I, I go I probably, probably the last two years I've started going back and going to a few games and it's been great because for a long time apart from like Champions League stuff and you know a couple of FA Cups and whatever Charity Shield whatever we haven't really won any we haven't won a Premier League anyway in my whole time that I, I've, I've been going the match yeah and so you know to win to win the the league and even last year to be one point off in that game where you know when the City was behind we was all everyone in the crowd was like it was horrible, weather. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. I went through so many emotions, but you know, it's um, it's it's a it's a good time to be a fan. We asked our guests to choose their ultimate five-a-side team who they've seen live playing for Liverpool. Let's find out what they said. You got five players. Come back on. Can I include myself? Of course, you can. Um, so I, I'm one of them. Who am I having? I'm gonna keep it fairly new because I, as as much as people talk about the old days and how good people were, I don't really remember that. Yeah. I'm gonna keep it fairly modern. I'm gonna say, in goal. Oh God, that's even harder. Is it? We've had a few good. We've had a few good goalies. We have. We've had a few good shot stoppers and penalty savers. Yeah. And um, oh God. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch. Leave the goalies. I'm gonna go. Um, Goal in and out. Yeah, yeah. Every goal change. Um I'll say Van Dijk and Carragher. Um you've got to have Stevie G in the team. Yeah. And Barnes. Oh Barnes? Yeah. I like that. Barnes. Yeah, because it's and, usually Salah or Mane. Yeah, no. Barnes is just class. And you? Yeah, and me. But if not me, if I was choosing a striker, yeah, it's probably Mane. Course, and he's got reeled out the World Cup now, hasn't he? Devastating that. Is he? Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, um, yeah only last Man, night. Man, or Farmer, actually. 
<laughs> Hope you're listening, Robbie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got our 15 subs, yeah. <laughs> right, nice one for that. Um, no, I'll let you go because I know you've got stuff to crack on with, but no, I just, just want to say thanks for um, thanks for coming on, taking your time out, and I wish you every bit of success because you deserve it and you've got the attitude to to get to the top. You're already at the top, but you can get even further and you've got the hunger. So you know, keep it going, and everyone in the city is behind you. Nice one, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the support, and for any young young person or a child out there in in any sport. You know, and it doesn't go right. Sometimes it feels like it's never going to happen, but if you, you you work hard and, and never give up and believe in yourself that anything's possible and your time will come. Great message to finish on. Thanks very much. Um, hopefully catch you soon, Sash. All right, thank you. Thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow our social media, twitter.com slash theroadendpod, and also our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash theroadendpod.